Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of TapCap Transmissions, the only Star Wars podcast on the internet. We have returned for our final Mandalorian discussion episode of the season, which is kind of sad. But yeah, today we'll be talking about chapter 16 of The Mandalorian, the season 2 finale. I don't even remember the name. I don't think the name was that important. Uh, the Rescue. The Rescue. It was, it was kind of important. Kind of important. We, anyway, The Rescue, guys. So if you haven't already watched the episode and you somehow managed to not get spoiled, watch it before you listen to this podcast because it's just you just want to do it, especially for this episode. There are some big twists and turns, and we will spoil them within like three minutes. Yeah, we're going to just list all the spoilers as soon as we're done with this warning. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader robot hand job. Interesting. <laughs> that was... No, that was my band name in college. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, how are you doing, Corey? I'm you... good. I've, yeah. uh, I watched The Mandalorian today, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I, I thought about some Mandalorian today, and I think that's where, where it all sort of comes together is is the thinking and now talking about Mandalorian. It brings us all together. That's mm-hmm. that's what Mandalorian's all about. That's why I'm so sad it's over, because it's like it's been a a guaranteed you know high point for every week, which is maybe a little sad, but it's been like something <laughs> to look forward to every single week. And now it's not. upstairs you have a wife and two kids yeah they don't get it <laughs> no but even like <laughs> have Kelsey, they been watching uh has kelsey been watching the mandalorian with you still because you got her yep. her quick three second review after the yep. first one and dane is only on the second episode like we've only watched up to the passenger so i had to pause it this morning while she was getting ready for work because <laughs> i it was right on the title screen and she came down uh so i had to wait for her to leave before i could resume the episode so yeah, so she's been watching it. Usually what happens is I'll wake up and watch it at usually like 6 or 5.30. Today it was 5.30 because my son decided to wake up early. But I'll usually watch it once or twice myself, and then we'll do the big family watch. And uh, this time, for this episode, the part where the X-Wing flying is flying up, Kelsey was like, is that Yoda? <laughs> I was like, there's so many reasons why that's not Yoda. <laughs> for what i don't think he can reach the pedals and stuff on an x-wing is that dave filoni <laughs> less important he's dead <laughs> yeah can you imagine if it wasn't uh luke who it wasn't up? Luke. <laughs> it's just dave, dave filoni's character <laughs> does the exact same shit though <laughs> yeah it's just that it's just like in the episode of the bugs he just sits up on top of his x-wing with the with the his blaster rifle and just slowly shoots the dark troopers yeah <laughs> oh no! The shows we could have had. I've been thinking about that today. Like, obviously, once they set up the X Wing coming, you know who it is. But they could have they could have fucked with us in so many ways if they'd wanted to. Like, like yeah, so, so many sub uh, subversion opportunities. Like, it, it could have just been like John, the New Republic soldier, or like, yeah, Cornhorn um, showing up before the new uh, Rogue Squadron movie. Where they're definitely not reintroducing Corrin Horn. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm actually, I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I wouldn't be less. Podcast. I definitely wouldn't be less disappointed were that the case. But yeah, should we should we start from the beginning? Should we? I feel like I feel like we're going a bit too ahead of ourselves here. Um, All right, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's the end. So, well, almost the end. We still have to deal with. Uh, we still have to deal with a very thick twilight. But that's true. I I forgot he didn't die in. Uh... 
<laughs> Me too. In Revenge of the, or Return of the Jedi. I think he's on the sail barge, but I mean, he could have jumped off or whatever. It happened all the time in Legends. I mean, if Boba survived that day, who are we to say anyone else died? Exactly. Was there any other Star Wars news this week? I mean, we covered most of it last week. Um, I don't think there was a whole lot that was new. Um, uh, no, there was there was a, the tweet we could talk about from Matt Martin. Um, oh, yeah. There's not really much to it, but he said he's really excited for the future of Star Wars gaming, mm-hmm. or he's never been more excited. And we don't have any announced projects right now, other than, yeah. unless he was like really looking forward to that tour expansion that just came out, <laughs> then like they're... That would imply there's probably something mm-hmm. that we're going to hear about, hopefully, within the next little while, or a couple somethings. Yeah. But... yeah. I think it's pretty clear that it's not just EA making games right now, because EA's, like, there's been a few things that indicate that all they've got that they're working on is Fallen Order 2, so I don't know exactly how the exclusivity contract works. Well, but... they're the exclusive publisher, so they're essentially taking mm. the same role that LucasArts did before. Uh, because LucasArts as a company, when they acquired it, wasn't in the best of shape. Mm-hmm. So, functionally, EA is still able to contract out other uh, other companies to make the games. It's just mm-hmm. so far they've only used their internal development studios. So, Motive, uh, Respawn. Yeah, but even uh, that exclusivity is over soon, from what I remember. Um, with, I don't think they've fully re-upped the contract or not yet. So, we'll have to yeah, see how that lands. Even if even if it does get fully re-upped. EA would still, it seems mm-hmm. like what they're planning was to have, even if they're not doing it with their internal studios, they could still contract mm-hmm. out other studios. And like Petroglyph has been petitioning EA for years to mm-hmm. do, uh, to do Empire too. War 2. And like they could have agreed to that at any point before. I, we have no reason to believe they did. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but like even though Petroglyph's not owned by EA, despite what a lot of people think, uh, they could have said yes to that. So that was always an option for them, and it seems to be that's the kind of option they're potentially going for more of. Mm-hmm. And hopefully um, we'll hear about, like, five Star Wars games soon. That'd be I, I think epic. it's possible. I mean, I I feel like they must have learned, like, their lesson about... Because there was the idea that there was Star Wars fatigue when Solo didn't do well. Well, for one, I think that's clearly not the case. I just think Solo wasn't a very interesting movie for fans. But, I mean... I don't think Star Wars fans will ever be tired of video games, um, mm-hmm. especially where like different games like cover different segments of the the fandom. Like, like I'm in love with Squadrons right now, but that's a very very niche uh, game, mm-hmm. like for very specific Star Wars fans. So you know, you put Squadrons out, you put Jedi Fallen Order two out. You know, you're you're getting some people's money twice. You're getting some money some people's money once. Um, so yeah, hopefully uh, we see more. They got that. my money twice just for squadrons. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> yeah, so you, for people who don't know, basically, you had to rebuy the game because of an yeah. issue at launch, right? Yeah, uh, I was basically... There was an issue with Steam where a lot of people on the first night weren't able to actually mm-hmm. access it. And for streaming a game like that, being able to do it on the first night is kind of important. Yes. So I was like, fuck it, I guess I'm buying this on Origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say, like, it isn't necessarily just the idea that there was Star Wars fatigue when we were only getting, and we're still only getting one game mm-hmm. every few years or now every year, yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the la- like, the 2010 to 2020 in the game industry was a very different time mm-hmm. uh, from how stuff had been between, like, 2004 to 2010. Mm-hmm. And 
the way games were releasing, it was usually fewer games that people were playing for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't just a Star Wars drought. It was pretty much everything. Like people were playing Minecraft, League of Legends, Dota, those kinds of mm-hmm. games for the entire decade. And they're still playing those games. But now it seems like companies are starting to make more of the kind of more contained experiences, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully Star Wars will start following that trend. Yeah, well said. I mean, it seems like there were a, a full, kind of a full slate of games in development uh, across various um, developers at the acquisition. Some of them, there was uh, a project, project Ragtag, I believe, was that was EA's choice to shut that down. Some of them were shut down by Disney. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. And we did, did... like there were five or six that were shut down in a few years before by mm-hmm. LucasArts. Yes. And it it was like when you're talking about this, it's I feel like a lot of these discussions end up just centering on look who fucked up with Star Wars and you could point to mm-hmm. EA for that or LucasArts. Mm-hmm. But this was not a thing that was limited to just Star Wars at the time. That's a good point. I mean, games get, you know, half done and canceled all the time, especially when it's for, like, a big IP like this. Um, But it still hurts. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention um, is... If someone, before we do that, if anyone uh, who was involved in the project does have a build of KOTOR 3, (laughs) uh, however preliminary, you can email that to coreysdatapad at (laughs) gmail.com. I'll run any EXE file you send me. Yeah, it... (laughs) You could just call it Trojan Kotor 3.exe. Three I'll run bits? It. Wow, I'll take they that really <laughs> Yeah. Really streamline this. Speaking of though, Kotor 2 released on mobile today. I'm excited to play through that yep. again. I played through the first one on Android and it was actually a phenomenal experience. Just like I was when I was living in Toronto, I'd play it like twenty minutes like on my lunch break at work and it was great. So if you haven't tried that, it might be worth picking up, especially if you've never played the game before. It's actually a pretty good way to try it for the first time. Um, the only other thing I want to say is I completely forgot there's a Mandalorian book coming out next year as well, a tie-in story with mm. the show, like a full novel. So be interested to see that. how that turns out. Yeah. We don't know whether it's... I assume it'll be from before um, the show, but yeah, should be interesting. Yeah. that's. So we should we do like a... A full breakdown of every episode up to and including the finale, or should we just talk about the finale? Let's just do finale today. Okay. I mean, I feel like we could do a big kind of summary after, if you wanted. Like, Well, I just, I have the scripts from all of our previous episodes right here. We'll need someone to read for Charlie on the last few, but like, we could just reenact it. Yeah, I'd rather... This is a scripted show. A lot of people don't realize this. This is all fully scripted. This is the best we could think of with all the notice in the world. Which makes my Darth Vader handjob joke even worse, because <laughs> I didn't have just 30 seconds to think it up. I had weeks, perhaps. <laughs> we workshopped a lot of stuff for that. And that's why the rest of the show is so bad. Lando Calrissian sponge bath. No, that won't work. But yeah, let's, or will it? I mean, yeah, it would. Even at 80 or however old Billy D is. Anyway, um, let's talk about this episode you want to give your general impressions before we go do a kind of scene by scene or talk about the parts that we want to talk about? I'm sure there's a few sections of the episode that will attract our interest. But what was your general kind of thoughts on this? Yeah, so I really liked it. 
I do think it was one of my uh, favorite episodes of the season, but I don't think it is my favorite episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the original Bo-Katan episode is probably going to be uh, in that spot. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the at the previous chapter as well, the penultimate one. Yes. But the a lot of this episode actually kind of felt like the Tython episode, but better to mm-hmm. me. So I almost feel like rewatching the show, I just skip that one. Because the stuff that's cool about that one, other than the stuff that is specifically Boba fighting, you kind of get in the action scenes in this one. Mm-hmm. Where it's like fighting some stormtroopers, they're activating the dark troopers, then you fight the dark troopers a bit, the dark troopers do something. Yeah. Because uh, that's all there really was in that episode. Like I feel like I could just hold up a title card that says Boba shows up and then yeah. Rogu gets captured. I mean, Robert Rodriguez even talked about the fact that John Favreau gave him a script that had like, I think I think he said like fifteen minutes of uh, of content Dialogue. in it. Yeah. Yeah. So part of the reason I think is that episode. There have been a few episodes of this show that have been described as filler, and even though there's a lot that gets done plot wise, that episode to me is almost an example of filler, just because so much of it ends up being almost mindless action. Yeah, like the episode isn't filler, but the the content of the episode yes. is a lot of filler. Which is why I agree. I, I prefer this episode a lot over this one. Oh, sorry, over that one. The question for me is with this episode, like, it's, it's almost bittersweet in a way, and not just because of the ending, but because it kind of loses a bit of that kind of small story charm of mm. Mando and Baby Yoda that we have, especially really early on in season one. And I think it was worth losing it. And I think that could still return. I think they handled most of the tie-ins pretty well. But yeah. uh, I do also kind of wonder what a show is like that doesn't go in this direction of like using so much stuff that we know and instead kind of keeps that smaller scale, um, you know, Western vibe that we talked a lot about season one. Um, so that, that's an interesting thing to think about. Um but yeah, the episode still was great. I think it was probably my... I'm going to say two was one of my se- probably second or third favorite of the season. I don't think it quite beats out the... Uh, oh, what was the name of that one? Um, the Raid? The Raid episode? Um, the Siege? The Siege, yeah. That one they're was... going into the base and mm-hmm. I made my my bad theory that... Mm-hmm. Uh, I both don't want to talk about and do want to talk about because there are parts of it that like tie into this episode it's still not a correct theory Mm -hmm. but we got like yeah we'll we'll talk about that yeah i mean that's coming up very early on the episode but yeah so uh, this is up there though i mean i love this this the, the luke moment was really incredible for me um and for a lot of people i think that's Probably the most memorable moment. It's not my favorite moment of the show. I really like it, but it's definitely the most memorable moment for me. Like, I'll definitely... Mm-hmm. When I think back to Mando, I the, the shot where the X-Wing's flying by, and it's like... For me, it was like my brain logically knew what was happening. Like, I was like, obviously, that's Luke. I kind of figured watching the episode, like, I was kind of waiting for that moment for it to yeah. be Luke. But I was also, like... The other part of my brain was, like, trying to rationalize around it, like oh, that can't be Luke. Uh, look, there's no red marking on his wings or whatever else. Um, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, like it was a bittersweet moment for me because like, oh, that's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. 
but also there's no way that's not Ezra or, or mm-hmm. there's no way that's Ezra. So Justin was right. Yeah. So that is another very important point. I, so we had a bet going last episode. I don't remember the stakes. Was it, it wasn't anything crazy. Um, I think it was like $20 or something. Yeah. So we had a bet going for which Jedi would show up. I was pretty confident it would be Luke, but I wasn't, I, I thought you would be right that it would be Ezra. Um, yeah. I thought that was the good choice, but I thought Luke was the second best. Charlie thought <laughs> he thought it would either be did he say Kyle Katarn as one of them? Or he said Cal Kyle Katarn <laughs> and Cal Kestis. I think one of those was more reasonable than the other, but uh, yeah. I, I would have given him the outside odds on either of it. But <laughs> it is important, I think. Did you say was your mind? If we go back and listen to how it's stated, mm-hmm. was it that Luke would show up or was it that Sebastian Stan would show up as Luke? I don't know. I I did think it would be Sebastian Stan, but I'm not surprised they end up going for the uh, kind of Rogue One style effect as yeah. well. A lot of, well. Let's just talk about that now because that is probably the, the big... I want to say controversy about this episode even though it was pretty much wildly i haven't seen very many people critical of this episode mm-hmm. i think the one kind of thing people have been talking about is that visual effect um so yeah what, what, what are your thoughts on that so i didn't i'm in the probably small minority that didn't have it uh damage even rogue one for them mm-hmm. like i felt like there were a few moments where it was a bit too much in rogue one mm-hmm. and i don't know how much i like relying on that technology it is kind of like creepy for other reasons yes Uh, especially with dead actors i think yeah like that there's stuff i don't like from that perspective Mm -hmm. but in this instance in particular i don't feel like it removed anything especially since this is just like three shots of luke uh get mark hamlin there let him play the character again Mm -hmm. um let him kind of do the luke in his prime thing and so i guess it wasn't actually mark hamill either it was a well i mean actor. let him play that like he was doing the dial i didn't think they actually got him because the build is very different now yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but they they let him do the voicing for him i thought the uh, voice was great i thought they absolutely nailed the voice um, yeah like i i feel like the one thing that was the best criticism i saw of it was actually jenny nicholson saying the problem with it is that well, it looks fine. Mm-hmm. You kind of get this, like, it's very limited range, and it's just, yeah. there's not much humanity to it in a scene where it's Din giving up custody of Grogu, so it kind of undercuts it, what's going on emotionally. It's like, here, go with the cold monk guy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I do, that is a good point that I hadn't really thought of. Um, but it, it also kind of works for Luke, I think, in that, mm-hmm because he is kind of like trying to be the cold monk guy at that yeah. point um i do think it works for the overall themes of like what the jedi are in the show as like mm-hmm. these detached monks and din yeah. is giving up grogu to that but uh i can also like it wasn't something that i felt while watching it but when i saw that tweet, yeah. i was like yeah i can i can see that yeah i don't i, I don't know what the better option is like me i've seen some uh deep faking that's to me a bit more impressive than what they've managed even just with in the r- x crew memes <laughs> yeah no but like especially if you have somebody who has a very similar a very similar face uh which mm-hmm. is is what they do with 
with most of these uh most of these actors they do find some similar cheekbones and everything but yeah i, I mean i w i don't know how i would feel about just a general recast i will say when i first saw luke i thought it was sebastian stan me too um that's yeah. part of why i didn't think it was bad because like oh wow he really does look oh never mind yeah um and honestly i'm happy that they didn't let kind of the obvious issue with age and the technical issues get in the way of what was a really cool moment because it's a tv show for one and mm -hmm. like i want the most interesting and cool story to be told same with rogue one like that movie is better with tarkin involved um like weird tech ghosts notwithstanding and i think that's mm -hmm. the same for this episode like i mean having luke in there whether luke looks a bit crazy or not like doesn't take away from his action scenes it doesn't take away from his presence um doesn't take away from any of that and i mean now the stories went in a really yeah. interesting way and a little a little jankiness that personally didn't bother me at all and i it, i watched kelsey's reaction to it didn't bother her um it's totally worth it for me yeah like i i was actually recently rewatching parts of the clone wars and about yeah. halfway through the episode i was like wait a minute this is all cgi <laughs> and it just ruined it for me yeah yeah it it do be like that um i, th I think that's a kind of a in a good point too to talk about we were both a little concerned about the show becoming not the mando show and becoming too much of the mando being around for for one i would have been worried about it becoming the luke skywalker show or the, or the, yeah. the skywalker show or whatever else but i gotta say i i feel like they did it right because yeah. in the end it wasn't, you know, Ahsoka or one of the other characters dominating the timeline. It was they, especially Luke, I thought. I think Luke was probably the best use mm -hmm. of any non-Mando character because it really made the most sense, like, from the beginning of, like, like when you knew what the Mando's kind of mission was, taking Grogu to Luke probably made the most sense out of any option. Um so I was really glad with how that turned out. Yeah. The only one that was pushing it for me a little bit was Boba Fett being around the whole time, but he was so kind of unobtrusive and cool that it didn't bother me. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit worried about it becoming the Boba Fett show, and thank God that's not happening. But uh, Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. I was a little confused about the choice to get Mark Hamill in as the voice actor and then get him to do the Fire Lord Ozai voice, but <laughs> I, th I think that'll grow on me. I, I watched the entire uh, Avatar uh, show, and I didn't realize it was Mark Hamill until the very last episode. Yeah. It's easy. Like, he doesn't say much for most of it. No, it's true. But, like, Mark Hamill's a really good voice actor. He's yeah. in a lot of shit, and mm -hmm. you, never, you can almost never tell. But uh, I, I kind of came around while I was watching the scene to... Because before when we were talking about who we thought it would be, I was bringing up Ezra because I thought like, oh, this is a way to tie in their stories together. And while I still think that with some of the characters that showed up, Ezra would make sense there. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that Luke was actually the one, even though he's the most prominent character, mm -hmm. that could come in and not make it be about Luke because he doesn't need his story to be told here. Mm -hmm. He can just come in, grab Grogu and leave. And you're not really <laughs> feeling like you're missing anything <laughs> from it. But if, if Ezra does that, then it's like, 
Yeah. Where were you? You want to you want to have an episode explaining how this happened, and then we mm-hmm. probably have to have an episode explaining how that happened. So I I've come around to the Luke is the right choice for this. Yeah. And I got to say too, Luke is also a character who we know very little of what he's doing at this time. Um Ezra's I'm sure is going to be fully fleshed out, but I mean we actually don't have that many kind of post OT pre-sequel trilogy appearances of Luke besides We've got the yeah. comics with Kylo Ren. We've got the Battlefront 2 stuff, which this reminded me a lot of. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, he's still got his Chanel boots on and everything. Um, it was, it was good. And, and yeah, it, it made sense. Like it fit the context perfectly. Um, I, I'm just kind of wondering, like, what would, uh, Legends like legends luke have done in this time period like like thrawn trilogy luke he would got his ass kicked by those dark troopers right like yeah he would have kind (laughs) of got his ass handed to him and he also would have started like flirting with at least one of the characters and it would have been very unwelcome (laughs) and it just would have been a whole thing we do a podcast episode about it he grogu would die immediately like we did there is something we need to talk about with that but yeah like luke had a bunch of of uh apprentices just immediately die so i know there were some people uh one of the biggest takes i've seen is like oh well if grogu goes with luke we know he explodes in like 15 years but we don't actually know that yes we know the temple explodes we don't know grogu's in there when it happens we actually don't know how many of the trainees die it does mean like okay where was he during the sequel trilogy Mm -hmm. but depending on how yoda's age would he actually have been able to be that active would any of them have been that active where was kakrook during uh the thrawn trilogy like there's always been jedi off doing yeah. jedi things in weird jedi ways ahsoka was out there at some point we don't know when she dies uh maybe she's just like grocery shopping phoning into kylo and ray like oh yeah i'm with you too that's five dollars <laughs> i'm at the uh the young jedi knight temple <laughs> yeah on yavin <laughs> Yeah, so there's just because Grogu goes with Luke now doesn't mean that he stays at the temple forever and becomes a Jedi mm-hmm. uh, or that he's there when it explodes. It doesn't mean that if he's there when it explodes that he dies. I think we see Kylo kill... There's one apprentice that we know Kylo kills. Yeah. Uh, a bunch would probably die in the in the temple, yeah. but they don't all necessarily die. I mean, I think Luke, almost Luke. certainly he won't die. I, I think Star Wars yeah. actually has a really interesting opportunity with Grogu. Where to he turn is... him into a Knight of Ren. <laughs> well, I was going to say where he is this character who's going to live for hundreds of years. Um, if they do mm-hmm. decide to move into the future, like he can be kind of a, uh, a stable... Like, it's kind of the opposite of we're going back now to the High Republic. Um and you know we've got young yoda as a staple of that era so that's pretty interesting that's a good rap name what's that that's a good rap name young yoda young yoda yeah so but he's almost certainly not like he's not gonna die from kylo ren um i did joke about that in like a very early review i did of like one of the first episodes of season one or season two of season one but yeah he'll be fine like if they don't want him dead he won't be and i'm sure they don't want him dead (laughs) Yeah, and like he's getting trained by Luke, but that also doesn't mean he's necessarily going to want to stay and become a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like Din and Luke and Ahsoka, they've all kind of agreed that like he needs to have some training so he doesn't just blow people up all the time yeah. uh, without being able to control it. 
But who's to say after getting some basic handle on his abilities, much like Ahsoka, he doesn't consider himself a Jedi and he becomes a force sensitive Yoda Mandalorian mm-hmm. and travels within again and season four of the Mandalorian, we come back from Boba. Mm-hmm. The, we have to talk about what that actually is going to end up being, mm-hmm. but uh, like we could easily see something like that happen. Uh, training to be a Jedi doesn't mean you necessarily are stuck with that for life or training with the Jedi for the force doesn't mean you get stuck with that for life. Yeah. I'm I'm curious too whether like how Luke is going to handle the parental relationship. Like is he going to go kind of classic Jedi route and be like no fuck off like like where you, the the temple's your parents now like no attachments yada 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 or is he going to realize that's kind of bullshit and just maybe get like one therapist to try to help everybody work through their issues. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. It doesn't seem like it it ends up going well whatever he does mm-hmm. uh yeah well his so therapist we'll was snoke that was the problem <laughs> not epic but sh- let's talk about the actual episode itself maybe we'll kind of start from the beginning talk about some just i guess anything we wanted to and then at the end i'm sure we'll have lots of talk about regarding the uh the boba fett stuff and what yeah. season three is going to look like and whether we've got two season threes going on or what but yeah. I do find it funny that a bunch of people online, including myself, spent all that time looking for the like astro navigational data and like scouring old maps to see where Moff Gideon is, and he's just nowhere. <laughs> it's just we don't know. He's just in the middle of space. Yeah. Well, wasn't the whole thing like, oh, he's going to Camino? Was that Star Wars theories theory? Or I was think that he was saying Narshada. There was a lot of people who were saying Camino. And I do still think that's possible. I think maybe he was rendezvousing with the scientist who was coming back from Camino. Yeah. Because um, we do get a confirmation here that it's not just the symbol. Pershing is mm-hmm. a cloning scientist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kara, or not Kara, and then uh, is it is it Bo-Katan or is it the other Night Owl that says, your father, you mean your donor? Uh, oh, yeah, that was Bo-Katan who said that, I think. Yeah, so uh, cloning, we got donors used as the yeah. term for the cloning. I'm vindicated. You're all mm-hmm. welcome. I, I will say, um, I kind of like Pershing as a character. Obviously, he's an evil kind of scientist guy, but he's like kind of shown some care for the child twice now because in episode three of season one, there's that moment where he's like, don't hurt the child, and now he's going out of his way to help the rescue. So he's kind of an interesting character. I don't know what he's got up his sleeve or... I assume he was arrested probably before the end of the episode, but I thought that was interesting. Is it that, does he really show care for the child or does he just show like what is going to get me the farthest with the person who is pointing a gun at me at the moment? I don't know. I, I really did feel like, because in, in episode three, he, he like jumps in front of, he thinks the Mandalorian's coming to assassinate the child. He's like, don't, don't hurt him. And now, that yeah. could just be for science as well. And I well, it be could surprised. just be because I'm protecting this guy and he's... Well, he could also think you're just going to kill me anyways. Yeah, but. I just I just kind of felt like there's a bit more to his character. Like, Yeah, that's fair. He's not he's, he's not portrayed as being overly evil, especially compared to, like, one of the... Uh, <laughs> the, hey, fuck Alderaan guys we got in this episode. Yeah. And I didn't realize it, but Pershing actually takes a bit of a, a laser bolt to the face there. Um I because when he when Kara shoots the trooper, he goes down. I thought he was just clutching his ears because of the blaster, but he actually he gets a little uh, scraped by the laser, which I'm sure is hmm. not a pleasant experience. 
No. No one likes the laser scrapes. He almost got free LASIK. <laughs> yeah, free permanent LASIK. You'll never have to worry about glasses ever again. I did kind of like how the last two episodes have kind of shown that, like, especially post-Cinder, yeah, uh, a lot of the people who are... Too. Yeah, the people who are still, like, hardcore Empire, they are hardcore Empire. Mm-hmm. Like, they are... They are the kind of people that if you were starting an ancient Sith cult dedicated to the Imperial leader mm-hmm. with the most fanatics or the most serious fanatics of the New Order, mm-hmm. they're the ones who are left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's I do like it kind of reminds me of the Alphabet Squadron stuff, too, where it's like, yeah, if you don't leave early, you're kind of a scumbag. And by this point, if you haven't left, you're really a scumbag. Yeah. Um, and even if you're not necessarily wholly on board personally, you really need to play the part because yeah. you're in. Yeah. No one's going to accept you now if you haven't left already. Yeah, it's 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 kill or be killed at this point if you ever run into the Empire. Um, and that's the case with the poor uh, the poor lunch guy last episode. <laughs> He's just standing there with his tray. It's like, this is goddamn bullshit on my lunch break, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even taken out by the shot. He was just pretending. <laughs> It'll all be over soon. <laughs> I can walk away. They're on some bullshit at lunch again. <laughs> and then he gets blown up, of course. But, it's like uh, that robot chicken sketch where they're in the lunch line. I think it's it's the lunch line, and uh, whenever they're sa- they're saying like, uh, "Act like you're getting choked by Vader." No, it's the initiation oh, for new yeah. trips. Like, act like you're getting choked by Vader. <laughs> oh, you fall down now. You get dragged off, and then tomorrow, Bill shows up. <laughs> There's a lot of funny moments like that in Robot Chicken. There's another one where it's like Pondo Baba and and uh, Doctor Evazon, and it's like Pondo Baba the whole time is like not trying to make a fight with Luke, but Doctor Evazon's like yeah. he doesn't like him. He's like I didn't say that. He's like and he's an <laughs> architect or whatever. <laughs> he, yeah. gets his, he gets his drafting arm cut off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's good shit. That was good. That's good shit. What planet do you think they're at? Just a random one. I thought. At first, it might be Concord Dawn, and then it's like, it kind of looks like Lothal, though. That uh, Bo-Katan was on? Yeah. So, yeah, when they go to get Bo-Katan, I, I don't know. I wasn't... I wasn't sure. I didn't really... At first, I was like, wait, did they go back to Navarro for some reason? Because mm-hmm. it was... Definitely like, wasn't Navarro, though. You brown, could but it, it was definitely not Navarro, but... Yeah. Uh, I guess it, in that area... That would be kind of close. I, I feel like if it was in Mandalorian space, they would have made a bigger deal about it. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have just been uh, Bo-Katan hanging out at a cantina. So maybe Lothal, that would be yeah interesting. Maybe we'll yeah. find out. Someone check Dave Filoni's Twitter. But I don't think it would be Concord Dawn or other Mandalorian planet. Because wasn't sure Concord Dawn is in fucked up. It's exploded. Can- yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, partially like exploded. Yeah. Big, yeah. Yeah. That was just my thought originally, especially, I don't know, it just, it had a Concord Dawn feel to me, but yeah, Concord Dawn's been yeah. kind of fucked up. But like, uh, she's definitely gathering Mandalorians together again. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. If only she had a sword, because that doesn't go as she hopes. No, it doesn't. It's just like, very awkward Seinfeld-like situation in this episode, where it's like, I didn't mean to kill him, he attacked me, or I didn't mean to defeat him, he attacked <laughs> me. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> like jerry you've got the dark saber <laughs> what am i supposed to do with all these dark saber 
<laughs> I will say <laughs> I can't. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Mine was not that relevant. Uh, was it another Seinfeld joke? No, no. Oh, okay, never mind then. Uh, so yeah, they, Din and Boba walk into a bar and mm-hmm. they find Bo Katan and one of the previous night owls from episode three, whose name I have Sasha never Banks, yeah. Uh, and it turns into a bit of a scuffle because mm-hmm. Boba's wearing Mandalorian armor and he's like, I, I'm actually not a Mandalorian. I don't care. Never claimed to be one. Boba Fett gets fucking uh, DDT'd. It's beautiful. <laughs> I did like the jetpack usage in that fight. Yeah, that was like, cool. Give him the extra thrust. And then that, was, that was a fun little digression, but uh, clearly some maturity in the Mandalorian community needs to be needs yeah. to be found if they're going to get anywhere. Well, no one died, uh, which I'd say is probably pretty good for a little scrappy scrap, like maybe a mild concussion. I feel like how Boba just fucking knocks her through this like stone table. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that was the moment where I, I was like, this is going to be a good episode when it reintroduced them it kept that like cool little musical cue they had um, from their first episode. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I can't even. I can't do it. But I thought the action this episode all around was really good. There was another cool moment with the night owls when they're they're like inside the cruiser over that little kind of. It's like a pedway over a. It's just like a, like a big gap, um, and they jump off, and then when the stormtroopers come, they jetpack up around. Yeah. That was really cool. I thought the fight uh, between Gideon and the Mandalorian was really well done. Where Gideon's like yeah. ferocious at the beginning, but then Mandalorian, uh, he's got this. Did cool he little... throw it? Did he throw it? No, I don't think so. Did he throw the fight? To I don't cause... think so. You don't think he had any thought of like causing that drama between Bo-Katan and Din until it actually happened? I don't think so. I think that he had planned that as a contingency, but I don't think that was on purpose. Yeah, I guess. I guess it wouldn't really accomplish anything because he thought the dark troopers would just murder them all anyway. So maybe for his own amusement, but it, it does seem like a lot to go through for his own amusement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, he planned on winning that fight. Um, but Pershing does say they were Gen 3 dark troopers. Uh, yeah, that's that right. The difference from Gen 2 was that there was no human. In Legends, there were, like, Phase 3 were the big bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, though 1 and 2 were also droids. So... Well, it wasn't two a suit, and then one was a droid, and then three was like, it could be a suit or it could yeah, be a droid. Yeah. I think. And there's phase zero, which it it gets kind of inconsistent, which is unique for Star Wars. But <laughs> they uh, looked a lot like phase one dark troopers. Um, yeah, that's what I thought they were going for. With me too. It, but it, they didn't have the sword, so yeah, that's the best part of the dark. The sword and shield, I think it is. But it's like these ones don't have. I mean, not yet. I don't think we've seen the the last of the dark troopers i mean maybe but no we could see them come back with missile pods or whatever else um yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised that'd be cool i do like that they did explain that like no the dark the dark saber the power is symbolic uh because yeah one of my notes when bogaton said i need that it was like i'm gonna i'm going to have a really sharp knife <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i've always found the dark saber to be a bit ex- kind of like that where like a bit overstated but yeah it's, it's just a symbol it's it's not better than a lightsaber it's just it's just a black lightsaber basically yeah it is very mesmerizing gideon was right about that it mm-hmm. is a very pretty lightsaber yes i think it's kind of epic but no i agree kind of epic for sure it's got like a full a different blade to it which is cool as well i mean mm-hmm. pretty cool not gonna not gonna say no if someone offers it to well i don't want to lean mandalore so i'd be saying no but 
Well, Din tried to say no. You don't get to say no. If you find it, you keep it. Yeah, I, I will say, Bo-Katan is on some shit this episode. Like, get off your fucking high horse. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, before we get into what I think is coming to the discussion on Bo-Katan and mm-hmm. Din, uh, I think we do need to talk about uh, how nice the little hangar entrance for the Architens looked. Oh, yeah. The, the that was awesome. I, I really like that. Yeah, uh, this episode was just directed exceptionally well, I thought. Uh, like, the action scenes were great. There was no, like, weird hang-ups or anything. Um, I I liked the, the space battle. Like, I'm glad he didn't drop the seismic charge again. Instead, we get to see his cannon swivel around, which is kind of what I was expecting happen to happen mm-hmm. this season. Um, and yeah, that crash, I thought, was so well done. It's like, just, sometimes I gotta, like, remind myself this is a tv show essentially we're watching because the like the special effects are just unreal yeah like that that whole sequence was really good and then Mm -hmm. uh i enjoyed the fights the even the din gets his ass beat by a dark trooper fight was pretty fun man Uh, yeah that was was the best kind of that was kind of terrifying like the one dark trooper i think they did a really good job with the dark trooper like, that one alone was terrifying just because it's, like, the single-minded, like, power. It's just, like, putting him against the bulkhead and just wailing away. But then, for me, the really kind of scary thing is you look over his shoulder and there's, like, the two just pounding away nonstop at the glass, like, trying to break out. Um, yeah. Which is, like, that's... We, we never got that, like, kind of fear with battle droids, of course. Um, yeah. Like, that was the the most pants shooting moment for the mando i'd say where it's like those things are there's like he's dying to one and there's like 30 waiting to just fuck him up yeah like at first i thought the only resolution with that would be if uh if grogu was gonna just eat Mm -hmm. them all somewhere yeah uh so i think luke makes sense as someone else who could come and just fuck them all up but without kind of lessening their impact on someone like yeah i do think it's a like it's not the best resolution of having to have arguably mm-hmm. the most powerful character in the universe come in, <laughs> save you from what happens, take Grogu and leave. Yeah. Uh, but I, I still good enough. Does kind of maintain that feeling that like Bando's just a part of all these like storylines that have big galactic mm-hmm. importance, but he's just like, I'm just trying to get eggs. Like, <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> like, cause this yeah. is just we, like we an afternoon calls, for Luke. And this is like the biggest thing in Mando's life. <laughs> yeah. Looks like I'll swing by and do this on my way to Tokyo Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, lunch with Ahsoka. Because everyone's saying like, well, why didn't he mention, why didn't Din mention to Luke that Ahsoka was there? Because for one thing, Din uh, wouldn't know which Jedi know each other or not. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we actually don't necessarily know if Luke has not, has ever come across Ahsoka. Mm. Uh because Ahsoka is almost certainly aware of Luke, mm-hmm. even if Luke's not necessarily aware of Ahsoka. So to Din, these are all just space wizards who probably know each other. That's why he's trying to get Grogu with them, because he's like, oh, he's going to be with his kind, and they're all a big group. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, yeah, I, that just that was just something that I saw come up a fair bit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fine for Din to not be like, oh, hey, you're like that other Togruta I met. Yeah, I didn't even really think about that to be honest, but I, I I guess I can see some people having an issue with that. Doesn't doesn't really bother me though. Yeah, I gotta say I was really hoping that um, we'd get three X wings or sorry three three Tie fighters coming out of the. I was just 
kind of going back over what we talked about i wish we'd gotten three tie fighters come at the architect then like a defender or something that would have been cool <laughs> but i was like because they were slot there was like a shot where they were slotting them in and it was like showing each one i was like oh man one of these is going to be really cool it's like nah just a tie fighter still yeah, but you kind of know that Boba's just going to mess him up immediately. So I'm I'm happy it wasn't a TIE Defender. Yeah, that's fair. If we're going to get a live-action TIE Defender, I'd rather see it in a more high-impact situation mm -hmm. rather than, like, immediately dying to Boba as he's on his way out of a scene. Good point. I mean, Thrawn could still have some, for sure. Um, yeah, I feel like that's more of an Ahsoka storyline. Agreed. The show, not the Jedi. Agreed. Not the Jedi as well. So, I guess kind of going chronologically we're at the point we're at the point of the gideon the gideon battle and it was really sad seeing uh seeing rogu in those little binders it's just like let me out i don't want to be in here anymore <laughs> <laughs> these aren't comfy <laughs> uh but yeah I, gideon's obviously got some sort of uh information source i'm wondering if he like somehow spiked the beskar or something <laughs> like because he's like tracking every single move the mando makes and yeah, that's kind of something that uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito talked about in an interview he did where he talked about how Gideon's got all these information sources across the galaxy and he's got somebody who's helping him, which I, th I think was supposed to be a Thrawn reference. But yeah, were, were you expecting anything Thrawn related in this episode? No, no, uh, I'm expecting any of that to come up in like Rangers or Ahsoka mm -hmm. and I think, like, Gideon's involvement in that would be, like, maybe we'll get some interrogation scenes where he's this... Mm -hmm. uh, he's basically Gustavo Fring in custody, though. See, I wouldn't be surprised if the very... If one of the early season episodes of the next full Mando season is him being busted out of near public jail or an attack by an mm -hmm. Imperial base or by an Imperial fleet or something. That would be cool. But, uh... Because he's definitely... Yeah. We haven't seen the last of him. And... I want to talk to you about this when we get to our discussion of what season three is going to look like, because I've got some theories. I know you've got some theories, but uh, is there anything in the episode you want to kind of mention before we get there? Uh, well, we still have to talk about Din and Bo-Katan. I think that's kind of the big thing we mm -hmm. haven't touched on before getting to the Boba and then also the future of Mando. Is there anything aside from those kind of major topics that you're thinking of? No, all, all I will say is I was reading some of the comments on Reddit uh, after the episode came out, and one that just got me was, I thought Bo-Katan just fucking died. Which I, I was like, did she do that? Which is just really funny. Like, can you imagine if if he just killed her like that? Like, but why? why stop shooting at people in Veskar. Like, it's not right? going to work. That's why I thought maybe she did die, because, like, I was thinking as soon as I saw the pistol there, it's like, okay, he's going to kill someone. Mm -hmm. And then he shoots bo -Katan. Like, So does that mean, like, he's not that dumb, is he? Is no. bo dead? And I was like, no, he's that dumb. bo -Katan's dead. And then I thought, because bo -Katan and um, Sasha Banks' character have similar armor, so I was like, oh, maybe it was the... On my first viewing, I was like, oh, maybe he shot the other person down, but... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like, I thought, I thought one of them was going to die. I didn't think it would be Din. Mm -hmm. But I... I could have seen any of the other ones dying. I was like, I was thinking less Bogotan because they need to resolve the, the Boba or the, the Bogotan Din stuff. And I feel like if they do that, it would kind of cheapen it, especially when they already just had a setup for a potential uh, confrontation between 
Din and Bogatan, where it seemed like Din was willing to go through with that deal mm-hmm. with Gideon, uh, unless he was just gonna. He didn't say anything, so he could have just yeah. as easily double crossed him later. But uh, and I, I kind of was looking forward to seeing what that might look like, and then Gideon just tries to fucking bash yeah, the, him, which you don't do. Mm-hmm. That just that's dumb. That had me fully rethinking Gideon's character. <laughs> then he's like, "Oh no, I'm just fucking with you." Um, but yeah, I, I like I, I I knew when we get to the we get back to the bridge and that we're only twenty minutes into the episode. Like, yeah, there's still mm-hmm. like some shit to happen here. Um, yeah, I think Bo-Katan's kind of interesting because she's an ally, but she's obviously very self interested and very yeah. Like she doesn't she cares a little bit about Grogu, but I mean, if it weren't for Gideon being here and the potential of capturing this Architens. And I don't think she goes along, um, Mando friendship or not. And mm-hmm. like she's, I think she's going to be ruthless. I can see her turning into a bit of a frenemy at some point. I mean, Bo-Katan has never been an unambiguously good character, except for maybe a few episodes in Rebels. Oh no, totally. Like, she starts off as essentially a villain. Yeah. And like the good thing she does is try to bring together the Mandalorian clans, uh, and. I mean, she's, she's a very she's in Death Watch, like, like yeah. She's she's not a peace loving hippie, like she no. She wants old Mando ways, which is bloody and violent. <laughs> or she did. I don't know if she necessarily still wants the bloody and violent because, like, she's yeah. very dismissive of Din when she thinks like, oh, you're from the Children of the Watch, mm-hmm. whether that's Death Watch or not. Mm-hmm. And like, she does seem to have softened a bit by Rebels. And I'd say, like, Rebels Bo-Katan was a suitable enough, like, new Mandalore to bring everyone back together. Mm-hmm. But it seems like what we're getting more of now mm-hmm. is these indications that Bo-Katan is not fit to rule the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. She, and there is someone who doesn't have any interest in doing that, but who now has an understanding not just of Mandalorian life, but life on life outside mm-hmm. the Mandalorians. And has come from the children of the watch who need to be part of that Mandalorian fold, mm. but has come around more to the way of thinking that Bo-Katan has. Uh, so, and he's also, believe it or not, in possession of the dark saber right now. Yeah. Even though he doesn't want it. I was never huge on the. I still know how I'd feel about Mando becoming Mandalore. Like I was never big on that idea um, because I just don't know if I was interested in the show heading in that direction. But it, they yeah, did. I would I would say the same thing. But they did go to their way last episode to show that like he's he cares about like people. Like there's that scene where he's watching the children as he drives by in the juggernaut, and like that's a very kind of you know it, it, he's 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 a softy like at the end of the day, um, especially when it comes to kids. Mm-hmm. So he could be a kind of a more kind leader, um, but yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm, like, I'm not sure whether that's the the way the show's gonna go. Like Bogatan's role could be to accept that she's gonna be helpful in bringing together the Mandalorians as she's done before, mm-hmm. but she's not necessarily gonna be the one to rule them, and she doesn't necessarily get to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what did you think about the uh, the Elder Wand? I've death uh, dark saber transfer here. <laughs> well, I think the idea probably is that. Because Mandalore, the Mandalorians have been so fucked up, I'm assuming that Bo-Katan's not just taking it because the new Mandalore needs to have earned it rightfully um, to really unite all these like disparate Mandalorian groups and everything else. 
compared to like in Rebels where she just gets it um, from Sabine. That's my guess, but yeah, but I'm not I'm not positive. She was honest. hesitant to take it in Rebels. Like Alex and Molly were just talking about this, and mm-hmm. uh, she was hesitant to take it in Rebels, mm-hmm. and it clearly she lost it to Gideon. Yes. So uh, maybe it didn't work when she got it that way in Rebels. Like yeah, it's not like they haven't thought this through. Like it's not like like Dave Filoni or John Favreau's like like oh shit we forgot about that scene in rebels like yeah especially when that's half the topic if yeah it's like they made literally a quarter of this episode and dave was just sitting there like i feel like i've been over this before something's (laughs) coming to mind but i can't figure out what it is yeah no i i i I know what you mean but i don't know there will be a good explanation i've got no clue where that's how that's going to work out just do it through a thumb war like get her done boys and girls like we don't need to be fighting here yeah din during that scene's like i i yield <laughs> yeah i i sit here <laughs> i don't want to do this yeah You're well busy. he probably shouldn't have came in with the fucking dark saber ignited just like making a big show out of it <laughs> but he should have like given it to gideon and been like yeah dueler now <laughs> Yeah, he he didn't know though. He was just yeah. like, "Oh, look at this fucking cool sword," and this, their whole okay, this is their plan, their plan is dumb. Mm-hmm. Everyone's plan is dumb mm-hmm. because they're doing this, saying like, "Oh, we're gonna hide Din. He's gonna think they're getting attacked by Bokatan because Bokatan wants to attack him, mm-hmm. and they're never gonna suspect Din is here." Mm-hmm. Then don't send Kara with them. Yeah, you know the one guy that that Gideon knows. Yeah. good point i didn't think about that <laughs> like obviously he's gonna go to grogu too because as yeah. soon as he realizes Kara's with them mm-hmm. he knows Kara's with din mm-hmm. he knows that din's going for grogu mm-hmm. like obviously he's gonna be there i thought Kara was gonna die this episode Me um too. there were like two or three times where her guns jamming i was like oh she's gonna get it but she was my lead uh contender for the gideon secret shot as much as I don't like her actress and the shit she says, I do really like her character, so I'm glad she didn't go down. Um, there have been people, there have been people who are saying, "Oh, this is the last we'll see of Cara Dune," but I think the chance of that is so. very, very unlikely. Um, yeah, I think she's probably going to be pretty prominent in uh, Rangers of the New Republic. So, with that being said, is there anything else we should discuss before we move on to the big, thick Fortuna moment, or is there anything else you want to say about the Luke scene? How did you, how did you, uh, how did you, how, what was your reaction like? Were you emotional? I, Were you... I wasn't emotional, but I was, like, kind of despite myself, like, oh, this is epic. Yeah. Where I, like, with all the cameos, I've kind of been on this thing of, like, part of this is really cool but part of it is like is this what the show ought to be and Mm -hmm. i do have to say like with how kind of nervous i was going into the series or into the season Mm -hmm. even though i do think in the middle of the season it did get a little bit too Mm -hmm. heavily reliant on what the cameo characters were doing and setting uh, up other shows (laughs) yeah yeah uh especially now that we have those shows now so i'm a bit more okay with it but i still Mm -hmm. i would have preferred maybe the episodes between like bo katans and ahsoka is to have a little bit more din in them Mm -hmm. uh din and grogu than we actually got uh but knowing now how it all played out i think the cameos if you're going to have them were handled 
overall about as well as I could have expected. Mm-hmm. And like the Luke one in particular was probably the thing that I was, when you brought it up, the least on board for. Mm-hmm. I probably would have gone like Luke and then Ahsoka. And I think both worked out mm-hmm. pretty well. So Yeah, those are the two best cameos in my opinion. Um, I, I think the big complaint about this season that people are going to be talking about in like a year or two from now is the fact that a lot of it was set up um for other shows yeah but for me i don't have a huge problem with that especially the other shows start to be good um but yeah it's it's it is what it is i like i I do i don't think it was ever overwhelming but it's the fact that they've got this like i don't think i don't know if they knew how big the show was going to be but they've got this absolute monster um that's going to be setting up other shows so i I don't think they really had any other option if they do want to do tie-ins um, yeah. But yeah. Grogu will return in <laughs> Star Wars Assemble. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm watching the Luke stuff now, and I, I, I definitely did get a little emotional. Uh, even beside myself, I'm like, like I'm a 20 year old man. Like, like why, why is this doing things to me? But just like, it's, it's kind of, it's hard to explain. It's like, you never think you're gonna see Luke again, kind of like that. Uh, especially like after mm-hmm. after what happened in the sequel trilogy and i'm I'm not complaining about that necessarily because i didn't hate sequel trilogy luke like some people did um but yeah it's just well with sequel trilogy luke the stuff that happens with kylo very much changes his perspective mm-hmm. and that hasn't happened yet it's mm-hmm. so like right now we're seeing luke at kind of the peak of his uh jedi knights are the warriors protectors of peace so i'm gonna go kill some dark troopers power before he kind of sees what happens Mm -hmm. uh with kylo which really does shift yeah pretty much everything he like he's he's rebuilding the jedi order from nothing thinking he's living up to these myths and then that happens and it's like this is happening just how Mm -hmm. it did with darth vader i've created another darth vader is this yeah it's just the fact that that's not cool (laughs) like it's not as no, cool. It's, it's not it's as not exciting as, as like hack and slash. I know what you uber mean. Super powerful Superman guy. Yeah. But. But that's what you want to see is when you're a kid, you know, like when I'm a kid and I'm reading all these stories or like seeing Luke in video games like this reminded me a lot of Luke from uh, Jedi. Uh, was it Jedi Academy or Jedi Knight 2 when he, he goes on the ship and helps you out? Um, yeah. And like this was like right out of that. It's just something. I never thought I'd see that on the screen, so it was it was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I, I'm and I will say I I definitely was getting emotional when uh, he had to give when he had to give Grogu away. That was that yeah. Was, like, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to later Jedi getting like another movie about Jedi kind of doing the prequel mm-hmm. flip around lightsaber fighting, mm-hmm. uh, and that's something that I really wish we got like at least a decent lightsaber fight in the sequel trilogy. And I don't think we yeah. got even a half decent one. No, uh, but I don't like other. I actually really liked the Kylo Luke one. I thought that was really well done, but it wasn't quite as high octane as some of. Like yeah. Luke was doing that projecting from across the galaxy, and I like the totally forest one. That little runt. Yeah, I, I like the forest one, episode seven, but that was less because of the, less because of the fight itself, and more because of the the Ray taking the lightsaber and the. Uh, mm-hmm burning homestead music and stuff like that that was kind of yeah a, like 
for that one, even it was like kind of injured guy who sort of knows what he's doing fights yeah. these two novices who yeah. are clearly novices. Mm-hmm. And like Kylo was never that well trained to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he probably would have gotten his ass handed to him by almost anyone in the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And probably definitely like Vader in the entire OT and maybe episode six Luke. Like Kylo was never trained very well. Mm-hmm. He was just angry hack em slash man. So there was not really anyone who could provide us with a decent lightsaber fight in the mm-hmm. sequel trilogy. And we didn't get one. Other than Luke <laughs> showing Kylo, he kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, do you want to talk about the ending, giving away Grogu, or anything you want to say about that, or should we move on to the the other point? Uh, no, I don't think giving up Grogu was that important to the plot. <laughs> I feel like we can just blow past that. <laughs> I mean, like, what is there to say? Like, it's it, it's another bittersweet moment where it's like, he's doing his mission, but it's, you know, it's yeah. not what you want to do as I as a dad. <laughs> I really, I yeah, that's why I wanted to let you talk about it because you're the resident father. It's just gonna have, be like, me dropping Gus off. Attached to, <laughs> but that's about it. It's gonna be me dropping Gus off his first day of uh, preschool. <laughs> I'll see you that's again. I promise. He can start like pre preschool pretty soon twice a week for a few hours and we'll be doing that but uh but yeah i i do like i thought the inclusion of r2d2 was really smart <laughs> because it's like r2d2 just kind of he's just he's just it's r2d2 like he kind of breaks the the levity a bit i think and it's like every, yeah. everything's gonna be okay if r2's there <laughs> yeah like there's that scene in the original trilogy where vader is like fighting luke and then he sees r2's like r2 <laughs> I may be thinking of a different thing. But. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I, I really like that scene. I, mm-hmm. I was really, that was the thing that I was most worried about is that this was clearly Luke's here. Mm-hmm. So Grogu's probably leaving. And I will is this going to be all about Luke? But it turned out like it, it still focused, even with Luke there on Grogu and Din mm-hmm. saying goodbye, mm-hmm. uh, having that moment. And I thought that moment was really important, which is why I put that still in my review twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> not because I didn't have enough images, not because I spent an hour trying to figure out how to record off Disney Plus again, but because it was an important moment mm-hmm. that I very much enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I will say, R2D2, he was underused in the uh, the sequel trilogy as well. So yeah, he was. I'm glad to see him and Luke uh, just chilling around the galaxy, just doing shit. Like, yeah, R2, he, like you know, he told R2 not to leave his ship, but he went anyway. <laughs> yeah i think that's in every every book every movie just we should i wish if it wouldn't have undercut the moment like the reveal i feel like the special editions of the mandalorian need a scene inserted there that they already have recorded <laughs> of like r2 stay with the ship r2 just bouncing his ass out luke having to force <laughs> lift him back in this isn't easy you know <laughs> um all right, let's let's talk about the the mid credit. I will say, kind of bummed not to have concept art. I get what they're going for. Kind of bummed. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the mid credit sequence, the uh, return to Jabba's foul palace, um, and the tease of something new. Um, and of course, a very 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 fat Bib Fortuna. Um, that's how huts are born <laughs> he's been living he's been living uh the easy life a bit too much yeah with his long nails as well kind of 
kind of nasty. Does this make Bib Fortuna the Talon card of new canon? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Picking up the pieces of Jabba's empire and his meals, apparently. One thing I appreciated is that uh, that red-haired lady who talks to Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi, you can see her here. You know the one with like the crazy like Billy Idol hair? Hmm, Mara Jade? <laughs> Maybe. No, it's it's like pink more than red, but yeah, she was in okay. the she was in the background. I love Jabba's palace. I think it's like the coolest place ever, especially with like all the weird aliens and stuff. So, okay, yeah. I mean, I don't love it for like the uh, for any of the people like imprisoned there or anything like that. I love it as a setting. Well, I I just I've never heard this take before. I'm not saying you're wrong for having it. It's just. It's not something I've ever heard anyone say. It's because before. I just love Tatooine, and it's because of the Tales of the Mossa Cantina and Tales of Jabba's Palace book. Like I just love those places now. That's um, fair. I, look, I'm not. I'm not judging you for this take. I'm not <laughs> saying you're wrong. It's just not one I've heard before. No, it's not a. It's bringing me joy to hear how much joy Jabba's Palace brings you. I'm probably one of the few people who's like, "Fuck yeah, more Tatooine." <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, I'm excited for more Tatooine, um, especially if we run into uh, what's his name. Uh, hide note there. Um, I'm gonna blank on his name right now. Um, Cobb Vanth, which I'm sure he'll mm -hmm. reappear. But uh, yeah, I'm all for uh, Boba Fett. You know, starting a criminal empire, or whatever he's doing. Yeah. Um, that sounds awesome. So there may actually be some people who watched the episode but missed that because they just tune out as soon as the credits happen. Mm -hmm. uh, so we did get an announcement with Big Fortuna here. Uh, Pick Fortuna. Of, yeah, of the uh, the Book of Boba, mm -hmm. or is it the Book of Fett? Uh, I think I just said Boba because it alliterates. I think it's the Book of Fett. It's actually the Book of Boba Fett. Okay, yeah. that's too long. They should have workshopped that a little bit more. But mm -hmm. but yeah, so uh, we get the the announcement for the book of Boba Fett, and the question that seems to be thus far unanswered is whether that is going to be its own thing, mm -hmm. whether that is going to be the next set of Mandalorian episodes, and whether therefore that would then make it the end of Din and Grogu, mm -hmm. and the start of or Boba at Fett. least the the suspension of Din and Grogu. Yeah, yeah. Like the thing I am, the direction I'm leaning right now is that it's probably a few episodes of this kind of Book of Boba Fett uh, mini series, and then we get back to Din's journey, maybe with a uh, like two years later, or one yeah. year later, or later that afternoon, and then they're back in uh, the Arkatan's Bridge, and Bogatan's like, "Hey, you want to give me that sword?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> but. What, what are your thoughts on that? For one, I got to say, when I saw that, I was so ready for them to say streaming now. Um, <laughs> no, for real. I, I thought they were going to lead right into that show just because I, it blows my mind that they couldn't get something ready this year for after The Mandalorian. Like, they're going to lose so many subscribers until the next Star Wars show yeah. comes up. So I've been waiting this whole time. Like, I was waiting them to say okay this show's ready like i thought the bad batch might be ready early or like something but no they didn't um and i find i found that really surprising but uh i have went back and forth on it there's evidence i think suggesting that this could be the next part of the uh, mandalorian as a show and the and i think the book 
fit there where the Mandalorian's been based yeah. on chapters. I think that's probably the best argument. And the fact that it releases the same month. The only thing... I am a bit hesitant to go with that, though, because we've seen so many cast members talk about season three of The Mandalorian. Um, we've seen... Yeah, we've had, like, reports of production on The Mandalorian Moff... that were alongside the reports of this idea of, like, a Boba yes. Fett show that kind of has been around for a while as mm -hmm. a rumored thing. But Yeah, we've seen uh, Moff Gideon's actor talk about it uh, recently. Um one of the, the the stunt actor for the Mandalorian said he's in the next episode of the next season. Um, so my theory right now is for one, for one, I will say too, we, I'm pretty sure they specifically said the start date for season three it's of the Mandalorian, but they, but they said specifically it's December 25th is when season three premieres. Yikes. So my theory is, and I'm curious to hear what you guys think about this uh, in chat and people listening to the podcast I think that maybe the Book of Fett could be a limited series leading up to the second season or the third season. Um, Where's the idea that the Book of Boba Fett comes out in December? Was that a card in the episode? Yeah, it says December 21 and December okay. 2021 in the episode. Okay. Um, there's been some, like, I'm, I've been looking on Star Wars leaks and there have been. Like some people saying with reports that it's there's separate things like uh, yeah like there's a lot of people saying like oh well it's definitely this because of leaks like I do not trust leaks until we have official confirmation mm -hmm. pretty much ever uh, so well it does seem like a lot of the reports have been they are separate things mm -hmm. uh, I and I'm hoping that's the case yes me too uh, I am I'm not gonna be convinced on that until. So you're you're on the side. You d you definitely think it's uh you definitely think it's the same thing, or you definitely think the book of Boba Fett will be part three, or, ch or I think it'll three. be part of the Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it'll be part of like if it'll be like the entirety of season three, and then later we'll go back to Din and Boba or mm -hmm. Din and Grogu. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope that it's just like three episode miniseries or something, and then we get back to Din's story. Uh, I I really don't know necessarily what to think. But I feel like the fact that it is called the Book of Boba Fett and the chapter titles are what they are. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you're coming up with a Boba Fett show, ind like independent of anything else, uh, when we have show titles like Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka, The Mandalorian, Acolyte, the Book of Boba Fett doesn't really fit that mm -hmm. and is not what you'd think of when you're trying to think of... Uh, like if, if I'm naming a show for Boba Fett, mm -hmm. I'm not going with that so yeah yeah i will say i wouldn't have been excited at all about the possibility of this either way before the season but i really really like fennec shand and i think her mm -hmm. and boba have an interesting relationship so i think that it could be even if it is season three i, th I think it will be disappointing not to continue dinjarin's story at least right now but i do still think it has the potential to be really good especially something like a boba fett story that will be a lot smaller scale like that won't be like that'll probably be him trying to reestablish his his crime empire um, yeah or whatever else um with uh with fennec and dengar <laughs> yeah um it because there have there have also been rumors that they would kind of it, it could also be because there have been a couple rumors about how boba fett would show up the first was 
I think a movie with all these characters in it, uh, like Dengar and, and Boba Fett would all be in it. Yeah. And then there was the rumor that uh, it would be a miniseries. So, so who knows? It could be, it's, yeah, we don't know. Um, hard to say. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll know sooner rather than later, though. Yeah, um, I'm hoping like Monday, I'd a couple say. days we'll yeah. get an announcement. Yeah, I think probably but. Monday. Um, who do you think we're getting for the character poster? Are we getting Luke or are we getting Moff Gideon? You think for this episode? Yeah. I feel like they're they're doing Luke, right? I think it's hard. Didn't to say. they already do Gideon this? Yeah, but I think they've done a couple of repeats now. I think Fennec Shand has had a couple. Like I could see if they hadn't done Gideon to do Gideon, but I feel like if you have Luke in the episode, you kind of gotta do that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I I will also say. Th- I don't often get to go into Star Wars stuff unspoiled, and I did for this episode, and I'm very appreciative of that. Um, uh, like last episode, the one where Boba Fett showed up, I had a couple people spoil it for me, including Charlie messaged it to me. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> uh, I had a few Discord messages this morning, and I I stupidly went and started reading my messages and had a few that almost spoiled stuff for me, but they were largely... Mm-hmm. Uh, vague and didn't really give anything away. So, what just happened once? I was like, okay, I yeah, to, I need to watch this episode. But I was on my phone waiting for Dana to leave so I could start watching the episode. I uh, I always have the movie spoiled for me, and it's no one else's fault but my own. I don't have the especially where like the Rise of Skywalker leaked like six months in advance. I don't have the the mental strength to not go on Star Wars leaks like every day. Yeah. So, <laughs> it... I was. I was just saying, if it, if it gets leaked, I'll, I'll. If it gets leaked, I usually read it. <laughs> yeah, like I wasn't, I wasn't able to go see. I think the Last Jedi mm-hmm. for a while. Oh really? Uh, and same with the Force Awakens. I actually wasn't able to see anything except for the Rise of Skywalker in theaters. I didn't see Solo until it started going to the cheaper theaters later. I didn't see. I saw Rogue One and I saw Rise of Skywalker in theaters mm-hmm. initial run, uh, and I think that's true of every star wars movie i don't know that maybe revenge of the sith i saw in theaters i don't remember honestly you can't spoil anything in revenge uh, of the sith anyway <laughs> like yeah, that's like, one movie you know exactly what's gonna happen with within like a couple days i got spoiled in the last jedi uh with someone putting their steam name as in spoiler alert guys uh kylo kills oh, I remember snow, that. luke skywalker dies yeah and uh, there was like one was sentence like, that fuck? came out that spoiled as much of that movie as possible, and they like had it down to yeah. like a, a ma- like a math. <laughs> yeah, and the guy that put his team name like that is like, I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, why do you care about that SJW garbage anyways? A real fan wouldn't want. It's like, don't tell me how I'm supposed to enjoy things. <laughs> uh... Thank you for making that choice for me that I wouldn't enjoy this and spoiling it for me. Yeah. Like, well, if if spoilers bother you, then. Uh, the story should stand on its own. Like, I still don't want to know. This is why you're now deleted. Uh, that's why, like, yeah. sometimes it's nice when it's a movie that can't be spoiled. Like, how do you spoil Solo? Like, the, it's the Darth Maul scene. That's it. Yeah. Or it's like Rogue One. They do. They do be stealing the Death Star plans. <laughs> Well, like, I wasn't doing active, like, I was making the mods, but yeah. I wasn't doing any kind of, like, coverage of Star Wars stuff until 
uh, until a starting data pad. Like I was, I was doing mm-hmm. Star Wars content on gaming stuff, but not like yeah, my gaming channel. But like I was not doing lore videos. I wasn't. It wasn't important that I stay up to date on anything, and I had like no money. So mm-hmm. paying movie ticket prices was like no way that's happening. Mm-hmm. So it just wasn't worth it to go see the movies. Yeah, then. fair enough. Uh, like someone gifted me, like I, I was talking. It was the only reason I was able to see Rogue One is that uh, I was talking at the time to another guy I used to make videos with Bane, and he's like, "I'm sending you the money right now. You're going to see that movie." <laughs> like, okay, I won't say Thank no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just wasn't worth it. So. I was, I was in I was really poor territory. when uh, Rogue One came out as well. Um, I remember I was, I was writing... I was really poor even though I was like working as a, my articling job and making resumes. It's because my rent was fucking $2,500 a month. But uh, <laughs> but I, I remember one day I was just like the low of lowest of the lows. Kelsey had moved back home to, to Halifax and I was coming in the next couple of months. And I just we just didn't have that much in disposable income and I didn't want to spend that much anyway because you're trying to save up for a house. And uh, the guy who I was writing resumes with, we made a website and stuff. And he was like, can I buy you a pizza? And I was like, yeah, you can do that. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what would you like? I was like, he's like, would you like the pizza box meal? And I was like, yeah, I'd like that a lot. We have Birio cards scheduled in eight minutes, so mm-hmm. uh, should we should we start rolling down, wrapping up? Yeah, and I think we should just leave all the emails, and we'll do the email uh, episode yeah. we're talking about. But guys, don't st- like I'm still reading them when they come in. Did you see someone signed our? Oh, actually, I'm not. I'll, I'll talk about that after stream. I don't want to give people a, a negative attention, but uh, but yeah, that's all. That's how I'm gonna abruptly end my thoughts on the podcast. Anything you wanna? Uh. Yeah, so we are going to be doing an episode that is just answering the emails we've missed and answering the questions we've missed, uh, whether we end up streaming that live or recording it beforehand. Yeah. I It would be nice if we could do that next week. If you can't, then I yeah. can figure something out. We'll figure out, something out. It shouldn't, it that'll probably, probably be, be the last way. episode of the, the year. Yeah. Of the year. So it'll, it'll probably be sometime before New Year's that that ends up happening, whether we're able to do it in... But, before christmas or not yeah i'd assume we'd be able to do that yep and then we'll be back on with the new year we'll be back to reading yeah some kids books kids books first we're going to be doing more jedi uh jedi young, young jedi, jedi nice yeah i uh, you how did i forget that name when they use the term fucking thirty six thousand <laughs> times per book <laughs> what are we some kind of young jedi knights <laughs> what's this book called again <laughs> i was foiled by those uh, Young Jedi Knight. Yeah. Adolescent Jedi trainee. <laughs> All right, everybody. Didn't test as well. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to cut Corey off and say good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs>